Welcome in a new episode of the V Superheroes. Hey, uh, Fredericks, how are you? Hey, hey Stan. Uh, how's life? Boring. <laughs> Boring. Uh, same like yesterday. <laughs> like, oh, yesterday was Sunday, so that's... Uh... Yeah, but still, I'm, I'm at home uh, looking at my garden, uh, so same like yesterday. So same like yesterday. Okay, well, same here. I'm, I'm looking at the skies here, so that's okay. And, and, and maybe just we have a, a fourth uh, uh, person on the call. Uh, welcome, Gert, on the call. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Uh, you're always welcome, uh, Gert. Um, we uh, asked you to be on the on the podcast um, to explain a little bit about yourself. Uh, one, uh, who is Gert, and then uh, second, um, what is uh, Gert's role within VMware? Because you're you're what we call a TAM, and what is a TAM? Okay, so uh, let's start a little bit, but uh, first about myself. So my name is Gert Verbest. I am, as uh, Stan said, a technical account manager or a TAM uh, at VMware. I have been doing that for well, about five years now. Uh, so I'm starting to figure out what the role actually is. More on that later. Um, I spent most of my career working for uh, the Capgemini group uh, in well, consultancy. Uh, first technical, then later on, I did some delivery project management uh, and pre-sales work. And I had a brief, interesting uh, period at Citrix as a pre-sales, uh, which I like to forget. <laughs> but still, uh, so that is about me. Um, then for the rest, what is a TAM? Yeah, it's, it's a very uh, interesting and difficult question at the same time, because it varies and it depends a lot. Um, we're, all, we're all ears. Yes. So uh, let me start with what the goal of a TAM is. Uh, the goal of a TAM is and to help our customers uh, make the VMware story a success. That's basically what uh, we have to do. Uh, how we do that, uh, that really, really varies from customer to customer. So uh, it depends on the type of customer, uh, what they are expecting, what the match is. Uh, we have uh, also different types of TAMs. You have more technical TAMs, you have more business-driven TAMs. Uh, that, that, there's a whole range uh, and a lot to go into if we, if we continue can, on that. Can I ask a question on that? Sure, please do, because otherwise <laughs> I'll start rambling for hours. So, <laughs> so um, if you have a, a, is, is, the, is a TAM chosen um, for a specific type of customer? So for example, you say we have business TAMs, we have technical TAMs. Um, is there a selection being done um, according to the customer? What, what is the best fit? Or um, is the customer being forced into a, a, a certain square, even if the customer is round? We try to push something round to a square? No, we try to make a match as much as possible. So uh, that, all, of course, depends on how well we know this customer. So mm -hmm. there... Um, how well the account team and the pre-sales guys, uh, how well they know the customer. Um, that we can make an assessment of, of, we usually make an assessment, I would say, of what type of a TAM would be the best fit. Um, it, it's also very personal because uh, we can only be very successful if there is a, a good cooperation between us and the customer. So the customer has to trust us, uh, has to tell us, give us a lot of information uh, about what they're doing and how they're doing it. Uh, mm -hmm. They have to trust us to talk with their business because uh, it, it's 
one of the things that we like to do, what we aim to do, I would say, even say, uh, is, is look at what is the business of the customer trying to achieve and, and create together with them a, a kind of a roadmap to, to, to take them on a journey going from where they are now to where they want to go and everything that you know, directly attaches to that. So we try to do this as much as possible. Uh, it's not always possible because uh, sometimes you just, you know, there is always an availability that needs to be there uh, of time slots. Uh, but we try to do that, yeah. yeah. So that's so, one of the goals. And how, how many customers do you have? So what is a, what is a typical TAM, um, uh, call it portfolio well, or customer portfolio look like? Well, it, 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 again, it depends because you have different types of, of TAM services. So uh, a TAM is a service yeah, for, to start off with. Um, and we divide our time up in slots. It's, uh, and, and that's time that we attribute to a customer or that we spend on a customer. Uh, that can be from you know, meetings, uh, but could be from researching, internal meetings. Basically, how much time a week we spend giving attention to a customer. Um, so we have, uh, in that case, we have three possibilities. So we have a, a standard TAM, that is a, a one day slot, basically. So we spend about a day per week for, for customer X. Uh, you can have an enterprise uh, TAM, an enterprise TAM will spend two and a half days. And then you have a dedicated, as it says, you work dedicated for that customer. So you are full time uh, working for that customer. And is, is, is that is the that last time, is it being batched with the customer batch, for example, or is that a possibility or what, what it, it all depends? Oh, that depends. That, that all depends on the customer. So um, some customers are very open about that. So uh, there are customers, I have one customer where I have a batch, I can enter. Uh, I usually don't without having, you know, appointments or something, but in theory, I could just walk in and sometimes that happens if I'm in the neighborhood, just drop by to get a coffee. Of course, now a little bit more difficult, but that's that happens. The, the coffee machine will still work, I think. The coffee machine, well, <laughs> most of the customers are also closed or are very restricted on entry at this moment yeah. in time. So uh, given the circumstance, it's a little bit different, but that happens. And then I have other customers where they have strict internal policies where that's just not allowed because I still am an external person. So uh, my uh, visitation uh, is, is very strict guided by that. And uh, I'm not allowed to run around alone, for instance. So it really depends. And that also what we see does not really have an impact on what kind of a service they take. Uh, also the type of customers, uh, big or small, again, there, Bigger companies, of course, they have easier or not easier. They tend to go faster to higher tier of, of TAM service, but there's not always a direct line. So you could have a, a relative, from a technical point of view, smaller customer that has a lot of TAM service because they have a very complex environment, for mm -hmm. instance. Um, while you could have a big customer from, again, a technical or, or a footprint uh, point of view that has a very simple environment, uh, one of those vSphere only customers. So it, it all depends. So there is no one uh, line to rule them all. It's just dependent on the situation. So it's it's very flexible situation, which means that we and our job is also, and we have to be very flexible. And is that so that, that there is no one, uh, one TAM 
uh, fits a customer. Uh, there is no one customer that fits one time. But what would be for you the 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 sweet spot for for a a um, a time? Is it a, is, is it a customer um, that has complexity, or is it a customer that is has difficulties to adopt new technology or uh, whatever? I don't know. Yes. Is the answer. Yes. <laughs> so, all of the above. All of the above, <laughs> all of the above yes. Um, so, of course, the more complexity that the customer has, the, the, the more of a value they will, or faster they will get value out of us. Uh, because one of the key things that we, we try to do is, is take away a lot of complexity from them and, and, and giving them um, easier, quicker insight into VMware. So, uh, one, of the, one of our main roles is we are layers on people so we 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 make sure that uh, if the customer is looking at something to do that we get the right people involved that we get the right knowledge involved that we also from the other side we brief our internal people so that everybody knows what it is we we translate a lot so we translate information in between customer and uh, technology specialist uh, support sometimes uh, pre-sales uh, or sales uh, or whoever might be uh, involved engineering development uh, sometimes so a lot of our time is spent uh, setting up organizing those kinds of sessions uh, because as a TAM you know we cover the entire VMware stack and as this becomes bigger and bigger basically on a daily basis uh, it gets also for us a lot more complex it used to be uh, and even looking back five years when I started uh, it was a lot simpler because uh, the changes that we have made as VMware in our technology stack has the last five years grown exponentially, uh, as you are also very aware of. So, uh, and we have to cover it all. Uh, so, um, looking back, be, even before my time, a TAM was a vSphere specialist. Huh? Where you could, you know, you had a vSphere specialist uh, coming you know, once a week with you uh, at your place. Uh, where you can, you know, discuss things. It was strictly, it was, I would say, almost a hundred percent technical role. Uh, but now the customer, from a technological standpoint, of course, we still get technological questions. We still get architectural questions. Uh, we still do that. Uh, we still do uh, best practices with them, uh, stuff like that. But more and more, it is how to navigate in that complex world, not only what VMware is, but the complex world that a data center has become, uh, especially now because in Belgium, we finally discovered cloud or something, uh, something to that extent. Um, and, and, and we're adding our customers now all want that, finally, uh, of course. Uh, but of course, it's, all the way, it's also a very typical Belgium approach. Uh, so yeah, I want cloud. Let's have it by tomorrow in our data center. Um, that doesn't work. Uh, so, so building that roadmap and, 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 and looking through the complexity is something that, that we do. Um, I, th I would say that it's the core of every TAM's, what the, what the TAM does as a core business. Um, so as an example, and this is, I think, valid for a lot of customers. So we have a lot of customers who, are, who have a virtualized infrastructure of some degree, um, and they want to go to a cloud or cloud-like approach. Uh, First thing that we try to do is, what does the customer actually mean by that? Because I've heard so many different, different uh, explanations of customers about 
what their vision of a cloud infrastructure is, uh, that it could go you know, every way possible. Uh, but usually what they want is, you know, they want to have a portal somewhere, they want to be able to click on something and then magic happens. Uh, and they can you know, add less operational people doing a lot of manual work that scales down to you know, most of the customers that we mm -hmm. talk to. So, okay, we look at, okay, why are they trying to do this? How are they trying to do this? Where then we assess where are they now? And we try to build, you know, some kind of a roadmap for them. But that goes very far because before, of course, what they want to do is portal, and that's simple. But of course, that means that they want to do some automation. Okay, have they all the, have they have all the tools in place to do automation? Um, have they, um, but have they the right people? Uh, and with the right people, I usually mean, I morally mean, um, are their people knowledgeable enough? Do they have the right knowledge? Do they need specific trainings uh, in those things? Uh, and that's just for automation. Before we can do automation, we have to check, well, before you can automate something, you have to have control. Does the customer have control? And, and that's just from a technical perspective. Then is the business ready? Is day two operations ready to, to manage this? So it is complex. And what they're looking for is a guide, basically. And that is what we TAMs usually do, is we guide our customers and help them in achieving that. Okay. So that, 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 that is a... That is a, a ten a ten minute uh, time explanation on 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 what you're actually doing. Yes, and I missed about eighty percent. So oh, that's okay. We still have time, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Frederick, you have a question. Yeah, indeed, uh, because it was interesting because you said, "Hey, uh, I do this, this, and this during the whole day, and I'm I'm spinning up all of those plates uh, at a certain time." Uh, but when are you successful? When are you for a customer, when would it be, hey, this is a successful engagement with a TAM? Oh, <clears throat> that, again, I, I think it will be a very Pens. standard answer. <laughs> it will depend and varies also on what the customer is expecting. But from our perspective, it usually is um, most TAM engagement, there are exceptions, but most TAM engagement, we, we, we spin that over two, three years, five years, even sometimes because we're not there for a quick fix on something. That's not our goal. You know, if you want to have a quick fix solution on something, well, we have, uh, we have PSO, we have consultancy. They come in for a project very specific to do a quick, fi quick fix or, or a very specific solution. Um, what we try to, we build a roadmap and, and, and I know it's, it's a buzzword and you know, everybody likes to hear well, we build a roadmap, but what, we do is also measured over those three years because uh, at the beginning we try to set some definitely deliverable that we want to do some goals that we want to achieve by year three for instance and trying to get there making that customer happy um, getting the customer uh, to have just a better experience with vmware is basically how we measure it uh, and also how we ask our customers to be measured. So twice a year, we will ask our customers, okay, um, what do you think of the TAM? Is it doing a good job? Do you think, you know, we're evaluating? And for uh, the TAM organization, this is our key metric, how we uh, look at, you know, are we successful, yes or no? We just ask our customers. And in general, they are you know, very open, very direct uh, about their feedback. So, uh, and, and that also falls back to, I think, the, the relationship we have with our customer. It is very open. 
Um, it is very direct. Um, we are really a trusted advisor because they, they know we're not trying to sell them stuff. We're just look, trying to you know, get the most out of what they already have. Um, and of course, uh, I mean, uh, guide them into you know, newer stuff also where needed. Um, or where we think it, it might be useful. But what we always try to do is work as an advocate for them and try to look at it from their point of view and just, you know, make it work. And this is how we uh, rate our success. Maybe a short follow-up question on that part, because we talked a lot around making, making them a success. Mm -hmm. It's potentially, and I know maybe you do not know the answer, but it's potentially the next step of the time um, and what's in the name? A, client, a, a customer success manager, then, or uh, sort of, yeah. So, um, oh, for in some organizations, we would be called a customer success manager. Um, VMware has um, a different approach on that because the TAM role is is still a little bit more. Yes, more and more we try to look at it from a business point of view and those things, but. In the core, we are still a technical function. So we still have to have some technical knowledge, uh, at least about the products we're talking um, and to understand the customer. So it's a little bit, oh, it's sort of, and we're good at it. We're a sort of an hybrid solution in between uh, a technical specialist and a customer success manager. Now, we do see that in certain uh, areas, this is becoming more and more difficult. Uh, again, because you know everything gets wider, uh, so the, the possibility to get deeper and deeper into technologies becomes problem more problematic also for us because there is so much. So for the, for that reason, uh, now we also have for certain key areas uh, like NSX, uh, EUC, uh, where it's definitely more specialized knowledge that needed. Uh, we have, uh, for instance, NSX TAMs, EUC TAMs, who not only also sometimes play a, a general TAM role, uh, uh, but also have a specialization in technologies and guide the customer more focused around specific technologies. So this is a fairly new development. It's been going on for uh, about a year, two years in the US and it's flowing over into Europe. We're always a little behind on stuff like that. Uh, but so it's flowing over uh, into Europe uh, for those special use cases where, you know, we need to go a little bit more deeper in technology driven areas. Is that, isn't that um, <clears throat> again, creating some sort of silo if you're, uh, if you're, if you're having then an NSX uh, them, for example, in the um, in in a in a customer, isn't that creating then another another silo, because that that person is then specifically focused on the network people, or is that somewhat different? Usually, the customers that go for adoption, they usually have one or more a TAM working for them. So uh, when we say, for instance, sometimes a customer has a dedicated TAM, so full time TAM, um, a dedicated TAM does not always mean that it's one TAM working full time for the customer. Sometimes that is broken up over different TAMs. Uh, sometimes it's broken up over different TAMs and specialist TAMs. So uh, again, it's very flexible. And you know, one of the key reasons I looked at first at a job and still love it is the flexibility and the change because every day is different. Every customer is different. So it's interesting. Uh, so so let's say I'm a, I'm a customer. I um, I. I 
I would like to onboard uh, in the TAM services, mm -hmm. um, what what would be my uh, my step one and well, step two and step three and so on and so on. <laughs> Contact your VMware uh, rep and uh, <laughs> get some information and, and stuff like that. So that's the first thing. Now, um, yeah, well, I don't, I don't really like saying this, but you can buy us like any, uh, you know, uh, any any part of our software. Uh, <laughs> at the end, we're just a service, you know. Like, uh, well, you can buy a consultant LC or or uh, it's the same uh, approach, uh, I mm -hmm. would say. But of course, the mindset has to be a little bit different because uh, like I said, what we're trying to do is something that we can only achieve when you look at it over years. Huh? Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes uh, well, one year, is, it's definitely possible. It, it, it all depends on that customer. But if it's a larger, complex customer, I mean, you know, we all have to look at the reality. It's difficult to change anything, uh, especially uh, not even in your own company, but you as an advisor for another company. So, um, yeah. But let's Lost say my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. Let's say let's say let's say I'm um, I'm, I'm I bought the TAM services. Uh, yes. So you you you, ah, are okay. being, you are being appointed to me as an account. Um, what would be what would be your first ask to me? Uh, apart from what's your name and what's your function, but what would be your first ask to 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 basically get started with your job as a TAM in okay. some customer? So, uh, well, an engagement of a TAM, a TAM engagement is, is well, we, we separate those in different phases. So first we have uh, the kickoff discovery phase where we, you know, try to figure out the customer as well. So we get a lot of background already from, you know, the account team, um, if the customer has premier support services, we talk to the, the premier support people. Um, if not, well, we have enough, not, we know enough people in those organizations. I know a get, guy that knows a guy. We know, yeah, we know some guys. <laughs> so, so we get an idea uh, already even, and this is all before we, you know, even talk first time with the customer to get an, a little bit of a background already. And then, um, keeping that in mind, but on the same time trying to keep a blank slate as much as possible mm -hmm. now go and have a talk with a customer i mean most of what we do is just talking with the customer and especially letting the customer talk to us uh you know trying to explain okay what is the role uh, and there is always some explanation required mm -hmm. um and then listening to him what you know, what does he want? Uh, trying to figure out, okay, uh, this is what you want. Uh, maybe there are other, you know, business drivers or business parts of the company that want something else. Try to get as much of information as possible and getting all of that in and then, okay, sitting down with them and saying, okay, we want to go here. Okay, now what are your priorities for this year? Um, and start from there basically again build that roadmap i, I say i know i said it a lot but, no, no, but that's, that's how we guide our entire you know engagement and is that is that roadmap being built on what's being sold with the customer because in the end i think it's a you as a as a tem is are a, a service which is being sold by by an account team um of course those those guys are being uh, guys and girls uh, are mm -hmm. being uh, pushed on a certain number and, and a certain uh, certain uh, direction, for example, uh, 
um, let's let's go all all uh, all clouds and uh, and then sell uh, sell uh, sell a platform and then sell uh, a connection to the cloud and whatever and so on and so on. Um, is that also then part of the roadmap by default, or are you then again listening to the customer and then build that roadmap from that moment on and see which licenses fit best in that um, in that roadmap? Well, initially, initially, we don't even look at uh, at the technologies. Okay, we know what the customer has bought, of course, and we know what they have. Uh, but initially, our approach is just look at you know what does the customer need, what do they want, so uh, what um, what technologies is the wrong word, but you know what uh, what do they want to do. Um, what skills do they have? What assets do they have in place? And try to build a roadmap as much independent of any um, technology we sell in general. So not linking actually technologies to it directly, but more skills and assets and, and what they need. And so in theory, the roadmap that we build, uh, of course, in the early phase, later on, we're going to you know start matching technologies as well, but that's later phase. But that initial roadmap, okay, the customer, if they want, they could just take it, go to one of our competitors, uh, if they even want to look at it. And well, without technology, because there are no technology specifics, it's just a roadmap, how the customer wants to go from uh, being a um, uh, company with a virtualized platform to a cloud platform. Yeah independent of strict technologies yeah. at first of course later on which which, which there was a, a follow-up question coming to mind <clears throat> you so you, you're you're basically paid by vmware um how is your um, um do you also sync up for example with other call it uh, uh tams from other companies let's say uh, there is a an, an uh, a hardware vendor in there that has a, a service delivery manager or a TAM or whatever, are you also linking proactively with those guys? Or let's say Oracle is there for the application stack or whoever is there for, for, for a certain subset of the data center? Are you also going uh, and link uh, to, to those guys? Or, or uh... Sure, it happens. Um, that happens, of course, only if the customer uh, wants it to. So they're in control. They can decide whether we, you know, talk to each other and, you know, what kind of information we also share from our side, their side. So that's all, you know, comp the customer who decides. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that happens a lot and happens more and more. Um, a big of our part now, it's not only uh, what we see, uh, it's not only that we are trying to link up the different business units within VMware, but also uh, frequently having, you know, uh, oh, main example is of course, you know, HP, Dell, EMC, the yeah. hardware vendors, uh, but also I can, uh, if I see a lot of those uh, calls or sessions that I have with customers, Red Hat, for instance, is a lot of times involved because they're usually a big part uh, of, you know, what's going on at the customers or yeah. Microsoft from time to time. Um, and sometimes you see a little bit of a difference. Uh, I mean, there are uh, differences in, in, in what we see as a TAM, what some, uh, what some other vendors see as a TAM, but at the end, you know, uh, dependent on the company, our all goals are the same and is, you know, to make you know, the customer successful. And yeah, for us, that's the most important thing. And again, you know, for us, we are measured on the happiness of the customer. So um, how much VMware stuff that our customer has for a TAM, at the end, you know, doesn't really matter because no. 
It's not for us. That's no, no, that's your exactly. guy's job, not mine. <laughs> yeah, but you you don't have a you don't have a sales goal. You have a, no. basically your KPI is keeping your customers happy. Yes, and and that is of course and, and that is also what a sales and a pre-sales want. But in the end, uh, there is dif- a different driver in the in the back, <laughs> I would say. So uh, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, Fredericks, do you have a question? Because uh, uh, one one of you have been has been awfully silent uh, during the the whole podcast. So uh, I'm sure yeah, you statistically silent. I'm yeah, sure you have but questions. I I let uh, her do all the talking. Eh? I was doing a terrific job. I, actually, I had written down two questions. Once one which was already answered, I believe, because I written down uh, that it's my belief that the strength of the TAM is that it's not trying to sell something. Eh? It's trying to please the customer. It's trying to make sure that the customer gets to that next level of technology or, or whatever the goal might be, the, the trusted advisor role. And in the, in the meantime, I, I struggled a bit with that because uh, as Gert said, um, a lot of the focus is making sure that the customer makes the right decisions business-wise, eh? as he mentioned. But in, in how far is that shooting ourselves a bit in, in the foot? Because if that customer has a clear goal, perhaps steering away from VMware, from VMware, and you are a set paid by VMware, how, how do you cope with that? Do, does, do you then have a, a little sales hat on or, 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 or <laughs> never? <clears throat> well, when you work for a commercial company, you always have a little sales hat on. So of course, you know, our, I'm paid by, I'm a VMware guy, I'm paid by VMware. So the more that uh, the customers will use VMware, uh, the happier I will be at the end anyway. Uh, Also because I know it's the best choice technology-wise. But I can only agree. uh, Voila. But uh, sometimes, yes, sometimes there are difficult situations. Um, I, I personally don't have that many. Most of my customers are very strong VMware believers. And at least their roadmap, as far as I can see, is still going that way. But I have colleagues who are yeah, in a situation where they know yeah, I'm in it for you know two more years, for instance, and then you know my customer is will be yeah 95% or uh, 100% is not uh, perfection is not possible, but 95% maybe on public cloud services. So we know that, and well, then it's our job. Uh, are difficult it's, as it sometimes might be to help you know guide that customer to that uh, to that goal and try to make it as successful as possible because that's what we do. Um, but yeah, luckily, uh, but, it doesn't happen a lot, but it happens. But I, but I think that I think that's great because then now a customer knows that a, a TAM is minimalistically influenced by uh, a, a target or, or any kind of target or sales target uh, by, I mean, I mean a sales target, which means that you really buy an advocate or you, you rent, it's a service, uh, you rent an advocate for your data center, for your technology or for whatever you want to uh, make more successful, which I, I think it's great. I usually also tell all my customers that, you know, they can ask me anything, uh, except you know a price about something because honestly most of the cases i have no idea what something costs i have a rough idea about what uh, our license costs uh, but specifically i have no idea i that's you know i forward that nicely to our account team and they can handle it because i try i 
as a point, I try not to know exactly what you know license X or Y costs. Uh, of course, we get involved, especially with the customers where we are sometimes. We are involved in when they're looking at it, when some customers, even when they're looking at and building budgets, you know, consult us, uh, depending on, you know, our, you know, status with that customer. But yeah, we try to steer away also as much as possible from that uh, because we don't want to be linked to, you know, that part of Any the deal. sales activity. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, a good way that I find to, to tackle that kind of questions is when, when a customer asks what's what's the cost of this kind of solution, I I, uh, I have this reflex and I say, are you willing to sacrifice your firstborn? And after which money apparently doesn't become an issue anymore. Uh, I, had, I had another question. Um, so I'm, I'm a very practical guy, as, as many of you may know. So what does a day in the life of a TAM looks like? You know, if, if, for instance, when, when you said, uh, I have this uh, one day slice per week for, for a customer, how does that day look like, assuming that it's not, you know, eight hours in one day, but probably, I don't know, two hours per day or stretched over a week or typically, how does it look like? And more importantly, with what kind of people do, do you engage at the VMware side, I think you mentioned that earlier, but also on the customer side, is it, since the title is technical, is it only technical people? But you also mentioned business. So do you see that the table with line of, line of business managers or, or how does that look like? Well, I think you know the first part of my question, um, of my answer, uh, so it depends. Um, and all of the above. <laughs> and all of the above, <laughs> yes. No, but, but it really does because, yes, we have customers that really want to have, okay, I have a TAM uh, one day a week and I want this to be Wednesday. Wednesday is my TAM day and I want my TAM to work for me on Wednesday or even be here Wednesday. Um, so that exists. Um, me personally and most of our TAMs, uh, colleagues, they don't find this to be very optimal or flexible. And again, flexible is important because that also means that, you know, we can only, you know, do something for you on that Wednesday because in theory, again, in theory, uh, uh, you can only, you know, get service from us on that Wednesday. Um, of course, if you have a big problem, your environment is down, we are there. I mean, we are there to help as much as we can, like even though like we, for next Wednesday. Yeah, even though personally, <laughs> yes, but that's one of the exact that that is one of the uh, the points that we give. Trying to avoid this because yes, yeah. we don't want to put the customer also in that position, saying, "Oh, I have something urgent. It's Thursday. Ah, well, see you next Wednesday." Uh, no, so. What we try, what I at least try to do, is to spend every day uh, a little bit of time uh, for my customer, for all customers. And there are weeks um, that customer A will get a little bit more attention. There are weeks that customer B will get a little bit more of attention, uh, depending that they have a hot issue or maybe they're going to a migration phase or something. Then, of course, you know there is more. Uh, broader demand and, and there is more demand at that point in time. So that's something from, uh, you know, that kickoff part where we try to, you know, talk to the customer, understand them, but also where we try to explain how we like to work and why that's in their best interest also to, 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 to work on this flexible way. So, yeah, so that's the first and, part, I think, with what, of an answer. Yes, sure. And then to the next part, what, yes. what kind of roles do you engage? 
Well, usually we see that that starts off with uh, technical people. So uh, architects, uh, operations, uh, management of, of said groups. Um, that's usually where we start off with. And then what we try to do is, you know, broaden that scope. Um, uh, again, some customers are more open to that. Other ones are not. It all varies. But we try to line of business managers where it's relevant, of course. I mean, you know. If it's not relevant, I don't really need to know the account manager or the account team um, from their side. Um, but if it's relevant, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, just also not only to get more insight, but also to try and figure out what the company is, is trying to achieve. Uh, because like I said, we translate a lot, uh, but there is also a lot of information sometimes lost in at the customer side in between business and technology because yeah, I, I've been one of those uh, nerds, geeks, I've let it go a little bit. Uh, but you know, once you are deep into technology, you look at everything from a purely technological perspective. Um, we try to do that a little bit on a higher level and try to you know, also look at the business side uh, of stuff. So the more information you get again, the more people you know, um, the more you understand your customer, what's going on in between the customer, and also helps you a lot in figuring out why they went Y or Z on, on, on certain decisions. Um, because yeah, there's a lot of information to be found there and you know, getting into the DNA of a customer uh, is, is, is very, very helpful in understanding a lot of what's going on. And also in, in Knowing that, for instance, when we look at, again, building that roadmap, uh, if we know that, if we understand that the customer, for instance, have a, has a very, very difficult, uh, long uh, process of, of uh, approvals and stuff, that's something that we have to look at or take into account. Uh, if you have a, a customer that is, I have one of those that is highly regulated, yes, you have to understand that. To, to know why uh, a migration that for in general, for most of the customers will take only three to six months, for them will take 12 to 18 months just because of that process. So that is important. And, and, and that is an aspect of, of, of the role that I was not really expecting when I started, but uh, now I'm full blown in and I like it. But it's, a, it's like you say, you, you need to get yourself um... Um, CRISPR in the DNA of your of your um, of your of your customer, eh? and that is that is the that is a difficult part, I think, to to get to get um, completely in sync with your customer. Um, completely in sync is always difficult because you at the end of the day you're still a VMware person. But yeah. uh, when I look at it, I think for most of our customers, ninety uh, percent maybe. For most of our customers, they really look at us as a trusted advisor and part of the team. We're in it with them. Um, if, like I said, even though we're not uh, with Thames, okay, we have a technical background, but we're not support people. Hmm? Definitely not. So, um, for instance, you know, when our customer is in a production down environment, uh, we're there. You know, I've been into calls in weekends, in you know, overnights uh, with them. Uh, supporting them as much as I can, just, you know, uh, even though that our, you know, support teams are the ones handling the, the, the more difficult part of that intervention, uh, but still being there in the background, providing uh, key information to support sometimes, 
Um, and just making sure that the process uh, goes as smooth as possible uh, is something that our customers really appreciate. And, and yeah, but that's only possible because they look at us as, uh, to an extent, a part of the team. Yeah. Another question I had, Gert. Um, you mentioned in the roles that you had before joining VMware, uh, one of which was a consultancy role. How much has that helped you in doing your TAM job? But what I'm really trying to ask is, what would your recommendations be for aspiring TAMers or, or people that are perhaps now listening to this podcast and think, you know what? Working uh, for VMware, uh, talking with the customers, trying to understand the customers. That's something I would like to do. What would your advice be? Really? Um, that's a really good question. <clears throat> it well, depends. No, All of the above. No, no. I, I think, well, yeah, if you are somebody who is either, uh, let's say, I think an, an ideal TAM has has to have a broad range of knowledge. And I mean, with knowledge, I don't mean purely from a technical perspective, but also when I look at my job, it is part technical. Uh, it is part delivery manager. I sometimes have to play a project manager for small uh, PSO engagement or even projects. Um, or I get, uh, I, I sit down sometimes with project managers of, uh, of the customer when they're looking at, I don't know, some kind of VMware related project. And then I have to look at the information I'm getting from a project management perspective. Uh, I, I am sometimes a translator. I'm sometimes a psychiatrist, you know, where they need to vent. <laughs> uh, if they have had an issue, uh, you know, with, you know, ah, well, in general support or something related, um, or they're not happy about something. Um, then, you know, I, I'm negotiator sometimes uh, because following our strict policies, customers is, is only allowed this, but they want, they, they, they are allowed to have A, they want B. So sometimes I try to negotiate with certain business units to get that B uh, if possible. Uh, so you, you, that's a very broad knowledge. So everybody who wants to come in and think, you know, I want to go to my customers and what I want to do is, you know, build, you know, uh, I want to build on that architecture and, and help them on that part. But that's the only part that interests me. Yeah, that's not going to work. We really need people that uh, that have that knowledge uh, because you still need it to understand the customer. Uh, but that have also interests in, you know, delivery management in 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 you know, everything except, you know, giving prices to customers, basically. And so... And so so people shouldn't be too uh, put off by the T in technical account manager? No, 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 indeed. So uh, we have a certain, depending on what type of role that you have uh, and what type of customer you have, the T is becoming well, not, 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 not less important, uh, but uh, for some customers, that's only 10, 15% of what we do. For other customers, eighty percent. So uh, again, uh, it depends. Um, but it sounds no. like, it sounds like being a good listener uh, definitely is a good trait to to have. Yes, yeah. being able to listen uh, is extremely important. Letting the customer talk 
Um, yes, that's the psychology part maybe, but uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's very important just to listen and understand. And then again, trying to figure out what are they saying? That's one thing. What do they mean? That's something else. And then how to put everything together and, you know, make it work. Yeah. The magic. So maybe one last and final question. <clears throat> you talked. You, you said um, uh, sometimes my um, my role is uh, drinking coffee. Yes. Uh, what's your favorite flavor of coffee? Black, uh, latte, uh, cappuccino. Just uh, just so your customers know what uh, what they can serve you next time you're uh, you're around. Okay, so <laughs> I drink my coffee black with a little bit of cream in it, and then from coffee perspective, because. No, if you want to go a little bit deeper. I know a lot of people are going to hate me, but I like more the um, American type or well, North American, because Canadian also, type of coffee. I know this is a lot of key people co uh, consider that flat coffee with absolutely no taste, uh, but I don't like strong coffee. So that's perfect for me. Yeah, Starbucks, Tim Hortons, those kinds of stuff. So yeah, get that and I'll be there. No? Okay, <laughs> but I first need to pay for ten services. Well, I think I can have a visit already if you have good coffee. You know, <laughs> come and talk. I mean, we we we're happy to talk to people. Okay, cool. So they have to have a, a Starbucks in the office or something. Then it doesn't have to be a Starbucks, but uh, that's the type of coffee I like. So yeah. You know. I think that was a, a good final question, guys. To uh, to, to to make sure that. Uh, it, uh, Gert is trying to make his customers happy, but also keep your time happy is also an important part of the relationship, I think. So, uh, so for Gert, uh, the uh, the idea the idea is to have uh, to have some good coffee, and and uh, we're on a webcast, so he's also doing uh, doing <laughs> the gestures that he's also uh, like to eat. So, uh, so that is also an, an important part of keeping your time happy. So, yes. uh, <laughs> so people that know me and have seen me know why. So, I'm not a small guy. <laughs> I like good food, good coffee. Good also, American, also American food, so a burger or two uh, always, uh, always uh, uh, will be appreciated, I think. Yes, if it's a good one. Yeah, that's important. But that's an, that's an all other podcast we can do about good burgers. So. <laughs> we, if, we, if we have you next time, we ask you uh, what, what your favorite burger is like, and then, because, uh, then you can, we can we start can another podcast series about food and everything, man. <laughs> Food for, for techies. Yeah? Uh, via, via hamburgers, I think we have a name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, food for thought. Food for thought. What a great title. <laughs> oh, oh. Ooh, ooh, we, we, put, we put a pin in it and we just... Yes. Uh, I, think, uh, I think we should uh, stop now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you very much for, for being on the podcast and being, uh, being such a, a good conversational speaker. Uh, and uh, I think we're... Uh, we're having uh, some some great uh, some great info on on what a TAM can uh, can bring to um, to the customer, but also um, be the liaison between uh, VMware and the customer, which is uh, which is very nice. So, uh, guys, uh, maybe one uh, final thought. No, good. you're doing a very good job, Gert. Thank you very much, Gert. Keep it <laughs> keep it up, keep it up, and uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, Gert. See ya. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye, -bye.